Monty's back in the house. Suns versus Pistons. Pre-game tonight at 6 on Arizona Sports 98.7 and the Arizona Sports app. Harrison Barnes to inbound on the far side. He gets the ball, holds, and then finds Fox. He'll shoot a three and miss it in and out. Rebound Durant, and that'll do it. Suns win. 130-125 the final score tonight at Footprint Center. Suns even the season series with the Kings at two games apiece. All right, welcome back to the Burns and Gambo show here on this Wednesday. One more game for the Suns tonight against the Detroit Pistons, and we'll talk about the Monty Williams factor coming up a little later, uh, little later on in this hour as he's making his first return back to Footprint Center after spending so many years here as the head coach. Um, but it's upon the coaching topic that we want to talk about for a few minutes because, you know, we've been talking about this game all day long in the state of the Suns right now. Frank Vogel, obviously, more than halfway through his first season as coach of the Suns. I thought that he had one of his finest moments as coach of the Suns last night. Like, And it, it took until this morning when I saw a tweet about it that kind of made me think about it like this. But even in real time, Gambo, I remember watching last night's game and thinking, oh, wow. He switching Josh Kogan and Eric Gorgon back and forth yeah, between offense, defense, defense and offense. Yep. He didn't do that against Golden no, State. No, and, and he, he actually put Okogie back into the game with 15 seconds left for defense, and it was on a missed free throw that Okogie jumped over Sabonis, tapped it out to Allen, who got it to Booker, who got fouled in it two free throws. Like, you know, he made that switch, and four seconds later, a big play happened. So... Yeah, absolutely. He did a great job last night of knowing when to substitute the right guys for the right time. You mentioned earlier that he put Nurk back into the game and, you know, with the five and a half minute mark, 540 mark, somewhere around there. And that paid dividends. He had a he had a steal off a pass from Malik Monk. Two blocks. And he blocked the shot by De'Aaron Fox. Did he have another block? He, he might have. He had two blocks in the fourth So he quarter. had an impact without scoring. So I think, yeah, I mean, I think what you saw last night was Frank Vogel. And and I said this with O'Neal and and now with Thaddeus Young, I mean, it's up to Matt. It's up to Frank. Frank Vogel's got to figure out how to make these pieces work. Mm-hmm. Here you are. Here's the ingredients to the to for the dinner. Go, you know, make it work. Make it a good dinner. So he, it's up to him. It's it's important. It's important for him to figure that out. I thought last night was a clear indication that he's got a good idea of how to finish games. Yeah, tonight. and I mean, look, we we talked about it on Monday uh, after the Warriors game about how you know it didn't make any sense to have Eric Gordon out there for a defensive possession. And even though the next day at practice, Frank Vogel defended having Eric Gordon out there. It was kind of almost like last night, it was like, yeah, why did I have Eric Gordon out there for a defensive possession? Well, why why didn't I have Josh Okogie out there? Why? And he made, you know, he said something about, hey, Josh hadn't played in the last six minutes and he might have been rusty and cold or whatever. I mean, so what? It's He's a better defensive option than Eric Gordon is. If you've got a position to mix and match your players based off of whether your offense or defense do it. So I, I like the fact that he evolved, that he looked at it and went, hey, we should probably do it differently. Let's do it differently. But to your point about Nurk, that was the one that in real time I didn't notice as much, but I certainly noticed when Nurk checked back in in the fourth quarter, I thought it's been a long time since there's been a center out on the floor for the Suns. And what Frank did, I was so impressed with it, he went small, about halfway through the third quarter, he kicked butt with his small lineup until about eh, 10 minutes, nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. And then Sabonis came back in and the Kings started kicking the Suns' butt. 
And small ball, Mike Brown and the Sacramento Kings kind of cracked the small ball code a little bit. Yeah, they and went on a big, they like went on 18 a 18-8 run or yeah. something like that. And Frank, rather than just write it out and see if the guys could figure it out, said, okay, I'll make another chess move. I'll put Nurk back out there and Nurk played great. I loved it. I, was it his best moment? I don't know. No, but then he pulled Nurk out with 40 seconds left. To do the offensive needed thing. Because yeah. he needed some shooters on the court. And he was able to get, you know, the shooting on the court. Because, you know, you look at it. I mean, in the last 47 seconds of the game, O'Neal hits a three-pointer. Booker hits a mid-range jump shot. Um, and, and those were big shots in the final minute of the game. Yeah. Now, what? didn't go great last night. And here's Frank Vogel after the game giving the update on Bradley Beal, who's already been ruled out for tonight against Detroit. Ooh, that's a good question. I know he's out tomorrow. Uh, I don't know what they're calling exactly, but he pulled his hamstring. You know, so um, strain is hamstring. We'll call it, I'll call it a strain. Okay, hamstring strain. Uh, it'll be out tomorrow, but they don't think it's too serious. So hopefully with the break right, right after tomorrow's game, um, he doesn't miss too much more time. We'll see where he's at. And I would agree with you. In the short term, I'm not worried about Bradley Beal at all. There's no reason to. There's one game left before the break. He's got plenty of time to get it right. I'm sure if he misses any time at all, it'll be tonight and maybe one game after the break, two games after the break, and not that big of a deal. I'm kind of worried about the big picture with Bradley Beal and just that uncertainty of not knowing, you know, of 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 fearing that you're always one. It's the same thing we went through with Chris last year, if we're just being honest about it, right? Always worrying about when the next injury is going to occur? Yep. Always. I said and a few earlier that there are other teams that have to worry about this. The Phoenix Suns are not alone in having to worry about, you know, injury history with some players. Um, anybody can be derailed by that. I mean, any of these teams that are fragile, that are top-heavy, teams mm-hmm. that are more top-heavy, mm-hmm. can be derailed by that. If one of your key guys goes out, even if it's a key substitution guy, you know, the Phoenix Suns can ill afford mm-hmm. to have that happen to them because they're not as deep. Now, I think they're a little bit more deeper now you know, than they were in the past, which I don't know we're going to talk about. But um, I think that the Clippers, if they have Kawhi or Paul George go down, they're in trouble. I mean, it, it, almost every team... Can can re, you know if they suffered it now? To your point, the Suns guys have more of an injury history. That's it, which made you makes you worry about it a little bit more. Yeah, it, it's I mean part of the reason why you moved off of Chris was because there was just a lack of trust in Chris's ability to be available when it mattered most, and I just don't want to feel that way about Bradley Beal. You know, I just I don't. So the short term for me, I don't worry about this at all. It's not that big of a deal. It's really not. It's the long term. It's that uh, that's unsettling feeling of that we had last year with Chris, where you just worry you're not going to be able to rely on a player as much as you want to, especially for a player who's got a history of that. Um, We did. Love all the suggestions that we got for the new G League team. Uh, so on the FanDuel text line, text us your name ideas to 62620 on the FanDuel text line. Uh, text us your name, where you're texting from, especially if you're Chandler from Gilbert or Gilbert from Chandler. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, and we'll sprinkle them in throughout the course of the show because some of the names have been very, very good. When we come back, Gambo alluded to this just a second ago. If you sit back, hit zoom out, and look at the rotation of players behind Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, this year compared to last year, you'll see why the Suns have a better chance of winning a championship this year. It's painfully obvious, and that's next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Hey, it's Vince Murata. Join us Thursday morning. Full recap of Monty Williams' return visit to where he used to coach starting at 6 o'clock. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
All right, I'm not sure who's responsible for this one, but the Phoenix Shazam. No. No? No ode to Al McCoy? No, no. No, I mean, I don't like it. Oh, yeah? All right. You like it? I like it because it's an ode to Al McCoy, yeah. I listen, we all love Al McCoy, and there's a lot of odes to Al McCoy. I don't think we have to name the team the Shazams. The Phoenix Shazam. Well, just the Shazam, not the Shazam. Shazams, but just the Shazam. Hmm? Okay. I kind of like that one. Like the ideas. Shazams win another one. The, the, the Shazam win. Don't sound one. too exciting, Gambo. Yeah. Oh, Shazam. <laughs> all right. All right. So that one does not pass the Gambo smell test. Uh, we are point where we get a ton of ideas right now. Go to the one at the bottom. The Somebody's going to win a thousand bucks and uh, a year's worth of season tickets for the team. <laughs> I, I, can I read this? Come on. It's funny. I gotta, <laughs> Better you than me. Go ahead. Somebody's going to get fired. It might as well be you. G League name Phoenix yeah. Coyotes, since that one's close to being vacated. Oh, oh. Like, Come on. Wait a second, but weren't they supposed to like weren't they supposed to announce the land thing? Like come on. The veteran spoke like two weeks ago. <laughs> was it two weeks ago? When was the NHL All Star game? Now here's one I can't say on the radio and I won't. The one like fourth up from the bottom. I yeah. cannot I cannot the say the one that. where I ask, can yes, you say that on okay. the one where you ask, can you say that on the radio? No, bitch, I cannot say that on the radio, and Show I will me. not say that Show on me. the radio. Oh, I gotta go. The fourth one? They're right there. Oh yeah, you can't say that. Yeah, you can't say that. You can't Sorry. say that. Right now, there's there's at least dozens of people who are in their car going, well, "Come on, what is it?" This is, I, I hate an inside joke. Tell us what yeah. the joke is. Sometimes there are inside jokes. Yeah, sometimes this one's going to have to be an inside joke. Let's yeah. just say it might have something to do with what happens when you get too close to a cactus. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, right? I'll just leave it at that. Sometimes when you get a little too close to a cactus, what? Yeah, that thing. So we'll just think of it at that. No, I can't say that on the radio. Um, that's a good. If you're playing charades, that's pretty good right there, though. What? Oh, like, yeah. Hey, if you get too close. I would have If you're like on the $10,000 pyramid, uh, what happens to you? When you get too close to a cactus, you get, yeah, that sort of thing. Um, so back to the Suns, because we've been talking about the Suns a lot today. Three through seven. Three through seven. Ah. And I saw a friend of mine put this out on Twitter. His name is Matt. He used to cover the Suns a while ago. Now he lives in Atlanta. He's, his name is Matt Peterson. He's really good on Twitter when it comes to, to Suns well, I think coverage. I know him. Yeah. You know Matt Peterson? I think I know Matt Peterson. Yeah, Matt, yeah. He's, he's a really good follow on Twitter. He covers a lot of the NBA, but he he's also, I think he's rooted in the Suns because he's a Suns fan. Okay. And so he's he does have good stuff when it comes to the Suns. He tweeted this out, and I loved it. I really loved it. I thought we would want to talk about this today. Okay. Last year, the Phoenix Suns, number three through number seven players behind Booker and Durant. So Booker's one, Durant's two, or vice versa. Okay. Three, four, five, six, seven. Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, Cameron Payne, Landry Shamit, Josh Okoge. That was their three through seven last year. Suns three through seven now. Bradley Beal. Yusuf Nurkic, Gordon Allen, or I'm sorry, Grayson Allen. Allen. Yeah, I just I just mashed the two together. Grayson Allen, Eric Gordon, Royce O'Neal. Okay. I'm with you to a point. Okay. And I'll I'll tell you where my I'll tell you where my point is. If if I go back to the year they made it to the NBA finals, if you go Booker and Paul as your one two, mm-hmm. Your three, four, five is Aiton, Mikael Bridges, Jay Crowder, Cameron Johnson, Campaign, and then Tory Craig. 
Okay. They gave up all their depth in the trade to get to, to, to get to Durant, which hurt their three through seven. It made them really strong, one, two, and three. But they had to rely on T.J. Warren, not in the league. Terrence Ross, not in the league. These guys were playing playoff basketball for the game for the Suns seven months ago. And now they're not even in the league. Mm-hmm. So I think that, la- so I think there's three levels. And you may disagree with me. I'm, 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 the, I'm, I'm waiting for the payoff here. So go there's ahead. the depth before Durant. Okay. There's the depth the year they got Durant. Durant and there's the depth the year later when they realized the depth after they got Durant wasn't good enough. Okay. So if I'm hearing you right, the depth before they got Durant was really good. The depth they have now does not compare to the depth they had before Durant. No, I think it does. I think it. it oh, does. see now that that doesn't it. compare. Last year's depth was no good. Right. It was no good. They 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 figured that out and they fixed it to where it is comparable. Let's. I mean, if we go, who is your, who's your number three right now? Bradley Beal. So Bradley Beal over who was the number three on that team? Was it Aiton? Aiton or Bridges? Aiton or Bridges. Who's your three, four? Who's your three? Beal and who? Grayson Allen? Uh, Beal, Nurkic, Allen. You can put this in whatever order okay, you want. Okay, so just go uh, here. Okay, me, my order, I'd go Bradley Beal and Grayson Allen. That'd and then, be my and three, then who's four. your next guy, Nurkic? And then Nurkic would be okay, my next guy. I like this because you've got a big guy. So three through six. What is better? Beal, Nurkic, Allen, or Bridges, Cam Johnson, DeAndre Ayton? Ooh, it's close. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's I really think close. They fixed, but that's good. They fixed it. They that's fixed, great. Right, because the Suns had depth then. Their problem was Chris Paul always got hurt. <laughs> yeah. So they, the year they made it to the finals, like, you know, they got to the finals. But, like, that depth was good. I mean, you were bringing Torrey Craig off the bench. You were bringing Cam Johnson, Cam Payne off the bench. You had Kaminsky there. The last year's depth took a big hit because you got rid of Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges, Jay Crowder. You got rid of a lot of guys to get Kevin Durant. And then the guys you rebounded with were not very good. You had to rely on TJ Warren and Terrence Ross who weren't very good. I, where I wasn't sure you were going. All right. We can all agree the depth this year is better than the depth was last year. I wasn't sure if you were going to try to say as good as the depth is this year, it's still nowhere near what it was three years ago when they went to the finals. That's where I thought you were going no, with it. No, I'm saying but it, it's but if, similar. But if you're telling me it's sim- if you're telling me that the Suns are basically having their cake and eating it too by having the stars at the top and having the same level of depth that they had three years ago when uh-huh. they went to the finals, now we're cooking. But and now, now but we're I, cooking with But I think there's here. another level to this. I and mean, we have a minute. Let me just hit it. After those three guys that we think are comparable, go four, five, six. Well, Bench then, guys. Gordon. O'Neal, Nurk, okay. Nurk, Gordon, O'Neal, yeah. But if you go Gordon and O'Neal as the next two, I think that's better than Cameron Payne and Frank Kaminsky or Tory Craig. So I think that they're a little bit, I think that part is a little bit deeper. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like the comparison a lot. I think it's interesting. I, it, well, it, it's certainly an upgrade from last year. And last year, admittedly, they had to do everything on the fly. Last year, it was they gutted themselves to get Kevin Durant, and they did the best they could with what limited resources they had. This year, it's it's really, really obvious. It's just, And I think, honestly, the key piece to it all is Royce O'Neal. He's and it's easy to say that coming off the game he had last night. He's just clearly such an upgrade over what they had before. And he clearly fits in with what they want to do. Texas, your thoughts.
On the FanDuel text line, we've been taking your texts all day at 620-620. We'd love to hear from you. And when we come back, Monty Williams, he's back tonight in Arizona. How should he, how will he be received? We'll talk about that if you stay with us here on the Burns and Gambo Show on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. It's Luke. What's in store for the Phoenix Suns when they face Monty Williams and the Pistons in their last game before the All-Star break? We get going tomorrow at 10 a.m. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Speaking of that, who remembers this one from the archive? Boston. I remember this song really well. It's Boston. It's not what I was talking about. I was talking about this. This was therapeutic for me to be around a group like this. I, I, I got to tell you guys, and I love you. I do. I don't care what happens tonight. I, I know what I got in this room. And it's been a, it has been cool for me to be with y'all every day. To watch you guys work and, and battle and, uh, and gain the respect of your peers the way you have on this trip. We're not the sons of old. You've been through a lot. You've been through a lot. It's it's hard to, to play the way you play every single night and not get the respect that you deserve. Guess what? You got it. Okay. So I don't I don't care what happens. God knows. I hope we get a chance to to keep shocking the world because that's what you did. Nobody believed we come you know we come here and go eight and zero and, and beat the teams we beat. But just know, man, this is special. Okay. I want you guys to know that. I don't care what happens. Right. This is special. Don't let anybody take this away from you. You gain the respect of the league, okay? Now we got to build on it. Money Williams after the bubble. Yeah, it, it was incredible. I mean, the season had stopped for almost four months. I mean, you remember those days. It was almost four months of no basketball. The season ended in early March. It didn't resume until, like, early August. Late July, early Late August. Late July, yeah. yeah. Remember watching those games at your house? Yes, yes, I I remember being virtual fans, me and you. If yeah, that's we, what were. It's called. we were. We were one fans. of the games. We were virtual well, we were fans. Doing shows from your house. Yeah, I and they that. they went eight zero in the bubble, and they and and getting to the bubble was interesting in, in itself because they weren't really a good team when they got in. Like they, you know, they're trying to figure out how do we do this? How who do we invite to the bubble? Who do we not invite to the bubble? The Phoenix Suns, when the season ended for the pandemic had 26 wins and 38 losses. They were in two games under 500, five games. They weren't even 10 games under 500. They were 26 and 38 when the season ended. And they got in the bubble. And when they got in the bubble, they did enough damage to make people take notice, yep. to make Chris Paul want to come here, yep. to start what was a great tournament. Monty deserves a lot of love tonight. He does. And it didn't end great, but it never does. It very rarely ends great. Very rarely. Okay, very rarely ends great. Jet Fish did a lot of great things for the University of Arizona. How did it end? <laughs> Poorly. Ken, Wiz- Ken Wizenon took a team to a Super Bowl. How did it end? Poorly. It's just, that's, just the, the, that's just the way of the world. Monty deserves a lot of love and credit for being the first real grown-up in the room in a while. <laughs> that's you a know? good way of putting it. And, no, that's and, a good way of putting it. And bringing some stability and, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a mature leader and a voice. He wasn't the best coach, 
But he was the right coach at the right time for the Phoenix Amen Suns. And I, I do always think of that speech after the 8-0 bubble run. And, and you know, for those who don't remember when he says, I don't know what's going to happen tonight, he was referring to that game between the Trailblazers and the Nets, where the Nets needed to beat the Trailblazers, or was it the other way around, for the Suns to secure a the playoff Nets spot. The Nets had to win. The Nets Harris had to win. Harris LeVert, that's what it was. Missed a shot at the end that would have won so them the game. So that's why he's saying, I don't know what's going to happen tonight. I don't want to. And I'll, I'll never forget that speech from Monty, because when he says, you've been through a lot, he says it twice as You've been through a lot. And then he looks right at Devin Booker. You've been through a lot. You know, and, and I, I just, that moment of endearing a coach to a superstar, I thought was in many ways the birth of what we have in front of us right now, right? Like that acknowledgement of you're a superstar. You've been through a lot. We're starting to build something to hear because you're right. Chris Paul came along and the whole thing sort of evolved after that. Devin Booker, of course, we're talking about this because Monty, for the first time, he's back tonight. Devin Booker was asked about it last night. Here's what he said. I mean, I'd be here all day. Um, I finally found stability, you know, in, in my career. And, you know, I think starting with the, the bubble run in the year before um, till now, Mont was a huge part of that. Um, in setting the culture, setting the foundation, and, you know, turning Phoenix basketball back into winning basketball. I hope, and I'm sorry to bring this up, but there is going to be a tribute video tonight. I know we get a little tired of that, but there's going to be a tribute video tonight. I hope that when he gets it, that there is a standing ovation at Footprint Center. I think Monty Williams deserves a standing ovation. He at deserves Footprint a Center lot tonight. of love because he I, did. He, he was the right guy at the right time yep. for them. Yep. Now, you may say, okay, he wasn't able to get him over the hump. The relationship between sure. Jay and DeAndre, he was not perfect, okay? He struggled with his in-game adjustments, and it was the right time to move on from him. Yes. But it was also the right time to hire him. They were yes. coming off of Igor Kokoshkov. You know how many games they won with Igor Kokoshkov? 19. 19 basketball games. 19. They won 19 games, and then they hired Monty Williams. Finally hired a—it was the first time they had hired a coach that had experience coaching in a while— and he came in and quickly laid a foundation, got guys to believe. It also, James Jones deserves a ton of credit too. Aaron Baines, Ricky Rubio, sure. Kelly Oubre, those three guys, they were a big part of that season where they started to turn things around. Yeah, and and, and no, he wasn't perfect. And yeah, you've you've mentioned a lot of the things that went wrong. And I, and I think, you know, that we'll never forget game seven against Dallas and we'll never forget them being up 2-0 against the Milwaukee Bucks. And we certainly aren't going to forget DeAndre Ayton or Jay Crowder and how he mishandled some of those relationships and maybe, you know, his own ego kind of got in the way of managing those situations. But I, I I think despite all that, um, I'll, I'll always be great as a Forever Suns fan. I'll always be grateful for Monty Williams. Quite frankly, for choosing to come here because it would have been really easy for Monty to say, "Yeah, no, that you just won 19 games. Robert Sarver's your owner. I'm going to LA. I'm going to coach LeBron. Right? Like it could have been. I I to this. I always say this when we talk about Monty. I can remember exactly where you and I were doing the show from, because we were on remote at the time, when Monty Williams decided to be the head coach of the Phoenix Suns, because I thought you it do, was... Huh? Oh, yeah, absolutely, because I thought it was that monumental of a day in Suns history. We were on remote at a Fry's grocery store near your house in Ahwatukee, whichever one is there on right. Chandler Boulevard and 40th Street or wherever that one is that's kind of close to where you live. I don't want to give away your address or anything, but you live in Ahwatukee. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were there doing the show, and 
we were talking about it all day because it was the top story of the day. And I thought, this is this is enormous. Monty Williams said no to the Lakers. My, the, the Suns have committed themselves to a veteran coach. The Suns have committed themselves to the grown-up in the room and not some kid who's making his debut as a head coach or some longtime assistant or some whatever. They finally got a legit, real <clears throat> veteran, been there, done that guy. And he picked – it wasn't it wasn't even as much as we picked him it was he picked, he us. picked us. He picked us. And I think a lot of that had to do with Booker. And I think a lot of that had to do with concessions that Robert Sarver might have made and making sure that Monty felt comfortable about it. But the fact that he picked us, I thought, was an enormous step in the evolution of this organization to be what they are now. And and so I get it. Not everybody was happy with everything that Monty did. And it didn't end well. And it was time to move on. Oh, it, 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 was, it was time. But, yeah. man, standing ovation for Monty Williams tonight. I hope he gets it. He, he uh, nothing, but, nothing but respect for tonight on his. And this Pistons team he's bringing, they're playing better as of late. In a 28-game losing streak for the better part of the first two and a half months of the season. And then they followed that up with another seven-game losing streak after they won a game. <laughs> they I mean, it was won bad. four out of their last ten. They, they made some changes. They're not the same team. They're a little bit better. They're playing better basketball. But you fully expect that the Suns are going to go out there and take care of business, even on the back-to-back. All right, final game before the All-Star break. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, uh, we will once again cycle through some of the suggestions we got for the G League team. Some of them are good. Some of them, some of them are questionable. Text us on the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We'd love to hear from you on your ideas. Make sure you submit them, though, at suns.com slash G League. I want to make sure if they pick your, your team name, you get credit for it. Plus, we'll talk about this LeBron James story, and in particular, what it might have meant for the Phoenix Suns, because we really didn't get into that that much earlier. That's next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo, what's on tonight? All right, it's the games that we're going to watch tonight, and it's brought to you by Global Credit Union. 12 branches to serve you here in the Valley. Become a member today by going to globalcu.org. Got a lot on tonight, Cambo. We got um, three, all three local teams in action tonight. All on three radio stations here as part of our big family. Piston Suns coming up at 7 o'clock tonight here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Oregon State, turn on that microphone. Oregon State at Arizona State. Yeah. 7 o'clock tip time on ESPN 620. The Minnesota Wild at the Coyotes, 7.30 tonight on KTAR News 92.3 FM. Okay, I was wondering, where's the third station come in? <laughs> Every now and then we'll put a game on KTAR. Every okay. now and then. There you go. When we have to do it. And and tonight we will. So ASU basketball, Suns, Coyotes, that's what's on tonight. All right. Not going on. Final I'll be at be- the Suns game tonight, even though it's Valentine's Day. I took care of all my stuff, so I'm, I'm good. But she said, go to the game. Go to the game. We're fine. It's a Wednesday night. Go to the game. <laughs> Hey, good. I'm gonna go to the good. game. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that your relationship is yeah. uh, is is going I mean, well and I think and thriving despite your choice to not be with her on okay, Valentine's Day. But, but honest question: Like, if you're a guy and you've got tickets to the game tonight and you're not bringing your wife, do you do you have to ask? Like, can I go to the game? I think it's is it fair to just say, hey, listen, you know, it is Valentine's Day. I can pick up dinner. or We can go. A lot of people. A lot of people go out on the weekend. They don't go out tonight. I think it's fair to ask. Like, hey, honey, I have tickets to the game tonight, and if you don't want to go, I want to invite Scott. Because you know, because it's Valentine's Day, you know. Like, and I love Scott because Scott's just a great guy. We're like, you know, we're tight, me and Scott. 
That's, that's why Valentine's Day present to Scott. I got him. Some well, tickets. sometimes sometimes you gotta take care you know, of Scott. You know. Sometimes. I mean, right? Exactly. Like but I see you I, all the time. I don't get to see Scott a whole lot. I but, think you ask. I, I, I think yeah, before I, I, asked. I think before making plans on Valentine's night with somebody that's not the person that you're in love with, you should ask to make sure it's cool. Right. And as long as you asked, right. it sounds like you did. Yes. And Mrs. Gambadoro said, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I'm sick Not of you if I go anyway. to the Suns game. <laughs> She's like, no, go. Then hang out with Ringer afterwards for the post game. Oh, God. So, so poor Ring doesn't get to hang out with his wife, and you don't get to hang out with yours. Instead, you guys get to hang out with each other. Arizona oh, no. Sports. Breaking news. What? I definitely did not expect to read this today. Sham Sharania just reported. Sources. Detroit Pistons forward slash center Isaiah Stewart punched Phoenix's Drew Eubanks in the back tunnels of the Suns arena today. It's unclear what sparked the altercation. The NBA is expected to review the footage. More to come. <laughs> so we already got a brawl in the Okay. Tunnels, a, a, a swing to Eubanks' face connected. Stewart Both and- were separated. There's a police presence involved. Oh, I might just go home tonight. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, this was Isaiah Stewart? Wow. Yeah, who's not even playing tonight, if I'm not mistaken. Man. I'm going to try to find out how much time we have left in his show. Uh, Shams went on to say both. If you read this, Mitch, I apologize, but I don't think that Gambo read it, though. Um they were going chest to, okay, yeah, chest to chest before a swing to Eubanks' face connected on Wednesday. Wow, police presence between the two of them. Huh. Okay. Thank you for that. Uh, by the way, our own Kellen Olsen, before all of this went down, uh, also had reported from the arena that, uh, according to Frank Vogel, that I believe um, there's no update on Bradley Beal's hamstring. Beal will get the procedure done to his nose during the All-Star break. Frank Vogel said the plan is for Bradley Beal to have that procedure done on his nose over the break that had previously been reported as a possibility. Vogel said it shouldn't interfere with the plan for Beal's hamstring. The nose procedure will only keep him out for a few days. So how is Bradley Beal spending his All-Star break? He's getting his nose reset, and he's going through a rehab for his hamstring. Sounds like a blast. Sounds like exactly what I want, right. want to do on my week's vacation right. from the job. Well, right? You know, if, if it prevents him from missing any time, like that'll be a big deal, right? It's good that the All-Star break's coming at this time for Beal's hamstring and Beal's nose. And no doubt. Just rest up. And man, we got to get to the bottom of this story with Drew. Whoa. You, 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 what yeah. What, what did happen? I wonder. Going chest to chest before a swing to his face connected. Are they former teammates at any point in time? Um, I don't know that. I don't I'm know. looking. I'm just looking to see where Isaiah Stewart has played over the course of his career. He's a younger player, isn't he? Yeah, he went. To, he went to Washington. He's only been in Detroit. Okay, so he's only. So he's only. Mm. They've never. Huh? Wow. I can't. I. This is, uh, I'm looking forward to your sources on this one. I'm looking forward to hearing what, more time. What, or just really well, like, I know, but even tomorrow, to show, just, yeah. to, just to hear what happened here. Lot, I'm kind of looking forward to getting the, the lowdown on. on here. Ooh, a sucker punch before the game. Right, and it landed. 
Usually I, basketball players throw punches that never land. You know, I was going to make that joke, right but there. I got a little distracted. Yeah. But, but yes, n- normally you'd like to say basketball players don't know how to punch. Yeah, if you want to fight Isaiah any Stewart athlete, does, you yeah. go have a bas- basketball player. They don't know how to punch. <laughs> um, I want to thank everybody for um, texting in on the FanDuel text line your G League team name suggestions. And again, I hope that you have uh, gone to suns.com slash G League to put your suggestions there because you could win season tickets to the new G League team. And a thousand dollars from the Phoenix Suns. Um, Will says the Phoenix dry heat, um, the Phoenix flares. That was one that I had, I had had as well. The Phoenix superstition, the Scottsdale snowbirds. We mentioned that one. Um, the Phoenix burn, the Phoenix blaze. Any of those register at all? The burn, the burn, the yeah, blaze. Burn's interesting. Um, the Phoenix Fahrenheit. Not bad. The Phoenix Heat Misers. <laughs> like, the, like the cartoon. The, the, oh, this, okay. That'd be, that'd be great. This one came from Gambo's phone, I guarantee it. The Valley, thank God, sums, summer's over. <laughs> the Valley, thank God, summer's over. Uh, yeah, you know, yes, <laughs> you know how much I hate the summers. You know how much I hate the summers. The Valley thermostats. Uh, Can we call them the Valley thermostats? How about that? Oh that, that becomes very important during that time of year. Um, anyway, go to suns.com slash G League. Um, Wasn't able to get any info info that quickly, but I'll try to find out tonight what went on when I go down to the arena. Oh, yeah. Go crazy, down, crazy, around. crazy. Yeah, put on your PI hat and see if you can find out what wow. happened. And see if you're at it. Um, Although you said you didn't I mean, want to, you didn't want to waste any bullets on this one. Um, see if you can find out what happened with Daryl Morey calling the Suns about Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, well, and Devin Booker. Trying to see if you? Bradley Beal's not the only one that needs his nose reset right now. <laughs> yeah, I hope get two for the price of one. I mean, nothing. I mean, Eubanks. They've got options, but can Eubanks not play? You know, like is he depending on how bad he got hit? He might not be able to play tonight. I don't know. It depends on how bad you get hit. You know, if he if he had his nose broken, depending on how bad he got hit. Bull Bull first off the bench, let's go! <laughs> I would tend to think, based on the NBA players not being able to punch, that Eubanks is fine. <laughs> That's going to do it for us. Suns basketball is coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow. Straight up 2 o'clock here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Have a great night, everyone. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.